Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Daily Wrestling News Show for March 1st, 2022. And I have a very special guest today. We are joined by Neil Cuomo Costa of CCW. CCW celebrating their 18th anniversary later this month. Uh, and that's, that show is going to be in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, before that, we have Bash at the Brew. They're going to be in Homestead, Florida. They've got Nashville, Ocala. They're all over the state of Florida and the East Coast, I guess. So, Nelio, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's um, I'm so happy to be here with you. It's been way too long. I feel like we haven't spoken in so long. But also, uh, uh, you've come on as our... Um, as our main show sponsor for our craziest show and you rock uh, Ryan, thank you so much for helping and supporting us uh, uh, through all this time, but also, um, you know, just like covering us. And I know you and Maggie are always there at the shows and I appreciate everything that you've done for me. It's wild. Like if, if I remember, man, it was almost two years ago or a year and a half ago, at least when we first started, when I first met, you know, it was, it was about, yeah, almost two years ago, probably two years yeah. ago. I was wrestling Gary Wolf that weekend. So, uh, uh, not me, I'm sorry. Someone else was uh, wrestling Gary Wolf that weekend. <laughs> so, uh, it's been two years and I really, really appreciate, like if I saw our relationship grow to this level, then I would, you know, even more appreciative. Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Let, let's talk about that crazy show that's coming up this weekend, uh, March 5th down in Hialeah, Florida. Uh, Bash at the Brew. I mean, when you would talk about our relationship, you know, two years or whatever, Bash at the Brew, this is the 14th installment. So this is a show that you started over a year ago. It's a monthly show in Florida. Uh, the crowd is always hot. So just, I guess, what's it like having a stable show every week that you can count on the fans to just be rabid in South Florida uh, with chants and cheers and everything. And, um, you know, what's that like? You know what? It's been uh, a huge part of our growth uh, because it's caught so much buzz. So it helps us in so many different areas as well. But like you said, like we have a stable show. Uh, uh, we've for the last three months, we've eclipsed like 580, 590 people, uh, and they're rabid. You know, it, it sounds like a thousand. It's amazing to uh, uh, work in front of that crowd on a consistent basis. And Unbranded Brewing uh, uh, Company, the owners there, like they played really a huge part in allowing us to um, to get to where we are. But it kind of has taken a, a life of its own, um, you know, and it, it helps anchor everything that we're doing, you know, whether it's in Fort Lauderdale or nationwide, when, when people think of CCW now, they think of Bash at the Brew. It's our A show. It's our flagship show, you know, and uh, it's, it's helped so much. It's, it's helped. And, and you can't speak enough about uh, uh, the guys who made that show, what it is, Cha-Cha Charlie, um, uh, Ariel Levy, uh, Bill Alfonso, uh, Jackal, you know, even guys that are not with us anymore, who uh, were wonderful early on uh, into that show and they made that show. So it's a situation now where you've, we've done so much of that <clears throat> groundwork. There's still a lot more to do, but it's one of those things where um, every month that's the day that I'm waiting for and I'm anticipating, you know, uh, and it's like, it's, like I said, it's, it's the show. And this Saturday, um, it's going to be probably one of our best. I, I say that every month, but this is probably one of our best cards. Uh, you know, Agony and Cha Cha Charlie, CCW heavyweight uh, title. Agony is a former CCW uh, heavyweight champion. Cha Cha Charlie, he's a current, he's a two time CCW heavyweight champion. And uh, last match, last month, it, the, it, was a, it was a regular match. But if you watch Bash of the Brew, we know when we're in that crowd, we're in that moment, our referees kind of let things go a little bit. Uh, but it got a little bit too crazy, uh, uh, obviously left the ringside area, all that type of stuff, ended in disqualif disqualification. So uh, it's no DQ uh, this time, and this is going to be a pretty insane uh, uh, matchup. And it's a marquee matchup. This is a matchup that I, you know, was – we were figuring this is something for anniversary, but Bash of the Brew has eclipsed uh, uh, anniversary. Bash of the Brew is our Saudi show. An anniversary. <laughs> I put that's the show that, you know, for me now it's, that's our, uh, uh, WrestleMania. Every month is WrestleMania here at CCW. And this is, this is one of those year long, you know, feuds matches, uh, that will, will culminate Saturday, uh, with, with, uh, agony or uh, cha cha Charlie, uh, uh, victorious. Yeah. And that's just one match on the, on what is a pretty stacked card, but you, you mentioned the partnership with unbranded, and I want, I want to not gloss over that because, you know, you've been there in Hialeah. 
for 14 shows now. I think you've got up to 18 or 19 on the website right now. So yes. it's, you know, it's, it's a long-term partnership. You've co-developed co a beer together. Uh, what, what can That's we expect? Triple, triple Choke yeah. Slam, guys, available at Unbranded Brewing Company, available at Union Brewing. Also, uh, message us through the website. We also have other ways that we can get you uh, – uh, cases uh, legally through different distributors. Uh, if you're in Nashville as well, uh, they're available at our shows. Go ahead, continue. A, a great beer, amazing triple yep. uh, uh, IPA. I mean, what I, what I like about it is you drink one beer and it's got the alcohol of three beers. You don't realize that, so it gets you where you need to go a lot quicker. Yeah, I should have. Had, I mean, it's 10 a.m. Otherwise, I have one in my my fridge right there, but it's 10 a.m. Um, by the way, I noticed you also said uh, we have legal ways of getting it to you. That just Kind of makes me think there might be other ways to get it. Oh no, no, of course. If you, if you come, if you come to my house, if you come to my house and we're barbecuing, everyone's drinking triple choke slam. But like, uh, you know, uh, if you want to uh, trade Funny. me something for him at my house or my home or whatever, that's fine. But no, I mean, uh, the the reason is is uh, we have some rabid, rabid uh, wrestling fans who um, don't get down to highly. I don't know why. I mean, drive four hours, drive five hours, and uh, uh, I've just given them uh, cans because they wanted. Um, as a collector's item, I wish I could show you the can or whatever. I'll, 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 but it's a really cool can with a, a CCW and all that type of stuff. And the new can on the new batch is coming up soon as well. So we have the volume twos coming out. But they, they, a lot of them don't even want to drink it. They want to just keep it as a uh, collector's item. They just want to have it and stuff like that. I mean, you, I would say keep the uh, volume ones as a, a collector's item, but definitely drink it. It's really good. I mean, if you're, if you're into that. But yeah, but yes, Union Brewing. Uh, um, um, and obviously unbranded, um, you know, we've gotten out to some different restaurants and bars, uh, uh, that are now, uh, serving, uh, triple choke slam. It's delicious. Yeah. So my, my, my question originally was going to be, you know, what's the, what's the future of that relationship? Obviously we know there's bash. We've seen it grow into a, into a beer. It sounds like we're getting volume two. So, uh, you may have already killed the question there, but <laughs> yeah, volume two, we're going to have a, a, a triple choke slam volume two, which is going to be the same. And then we're going to see developing some different stuff. Like I, I don't, I'm not a huge beer guy. I do love the triple choke slam. I really like a really light beer um, when you're, you know, after you work out or whatever. So, um, you know, maybe look at a more of like an amber, uh, something like a, a little bit of a lighter beer that you can drink, you know, 10 of them. Cause then you have to buy more, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, uh, the light beers, then yeah. the lighter beers, exactly. Yeah. All right. So, oh, but also one of the things that with with Bash of the Brew and with with Unbranded um, is, uh, and you're talking about partnerships uh, and, and moving forward with them in, in the partnership. Uh, we have um, we have some new uh, uh, media and uh, uh, television deals underway, and you know they have been so great to be very accommodating of like different stuff now that we're doing. Uh, uh, there, you know, uh, filming wise and, and, and so that even they upgraded their internet speed, uh, for potential, um, live, uh, live event stuff. And they did that on their own time because they're awesome. You know what I mean? So, yeah, great partners. Um, so you talked about cha-cha versus agony and it's not, it's, I mean, that's not the only title match that you have on the show. Coming no. this weekend. You've got a big return match for that cruiserweight championship this weekend. Yeah, Chris Farrell was the was the uh, first ever and only uh, cruiserweight champion. He actually defeated Alan uh, S2S Martinez in the uh, uh, cruiserweight battle of Boca Raton to, to yes, I was win there. the title. They've wrestled a few times. Um, uh, that was the match. That was our marquee cruiserweight match and had been for a while. And they had, I think, one of the – was the best match of Chris Farrell's career. Uh, was an amazing match. Unfortunately, he got to the uh, short end of the stick. And then out of nowhere, Alan S2S, uh, who's always was a very nice, respectful, quiet guy in the locker room, um, he decided to uh, attack Chris after the match. And uh, uh, originally, Alan was was uh, denying the need for any rematch, but we got it signed for uh, Bash of the Brew 14. So this is the uh, official rematch. I know Chris Farrow has been very upset for the last two months. Alan had an amazing match with the Prince of Rome D3 at the last bash. He's defended the uh, Cruiserweight title, um, you know, so far. Uh, but Chris Farrow was always the guy there uh, who was open and willing to defend it against anyone, and he deserves that return for it. That match is going to be great. If you go to uh, uh, CCW's YouTube, uh, that full match is available. I know it was on Live Wrestling 70, 
something. Uh, but uh, go and you can just look at watch that match from beginning to end, and it's wonderful. The best in Chris Farrell's career, and it shows. Uh, it's really put Chris Farrell like uh, I always, I've seen Chris Farrell develop like from his you know first bumps and stuff, and uh, like uh, it puts him now I think at another level where he's at. And Allen helped him get there, but you have to give credit where credit is due. That match was phenomenal. Absolutely. So the also on the same show, you have a tag team title match, South American Alliance. Uh, they're facing the New Age Power Trip. Yeah, New Age Power Trip, man. Like, well, I'm on a. I'm on How a, long has South American Alliance had those titles? A like year, a long time. <laughs> January, I think something like January 16th of 2021. Uh, there's been some uh, ups and downs. But a lot of Carlito ups. had his Royal Rumble run. Like, yes, yes, was, was that we? Yeah, yeah, Carlito. Yeah, yeah they defeated uh, Carlito and Eddie Cologne for the CCW tag titles, um, January 16th, and then literally a week and a half later, Carlito was in the Rumble. How long ago does that feel? It feels like a decade that the uh, South American Alliance has had the titles, and there were some times where it was iffy. Uh, Bill Alfonso did a lot of things early on, but they've really gelled as a team, and really, um, you, you talk about the amount of title defenses, uh. 38 title defenses. You talk about the time that they've had it. There's been no, uh, there's no CCW tag team that touches that. Obviously you have five Delta slam in the early two thousands with um, uh, big Tilly and um, uh, Bruno Sassy that are always were the top of the top when it comes to CCW tag teams. Uh, obviously American horror story uh, held that title for a very long time. Uh, Agony and Alex ocean, uh, you know, when, when, when Jackal was just, just beginning. So you have those tag teams that you, that are real amazing tag teams. You also had the headbangers. The headbangers are still technically the longest running uh, uh, CCW tag team champions. Uh, there's a, a, but considering the amount of defenses, considering the amount of people at the shows, uh, uh, the South American lions has done amazing things. So uh, they're against uh, an amazing uh, uh, a group of guys, uh, uh, the New Age uh, Power Trip. You have uh, Andy Andy Brown, who's out of uh, Los Angeles, who's worked in uh, Game Changer and some other other things like that. He's got incredible size, power, uh, and then of course Jake Sterling, Jake Sterling, who wrestled Jack uh, Jackal uh, at the uh, last Port St. Lucie show. Another guy with size, uh, and he's been uh, taken under the wing of uh, Tyson Kidd and Natalia uh, up there in uh, uh, Tampa. So he's developing. Nicely, but you know when you when you're against South American Alliance, 335 pounds with Venetius and then Ariel Levy, who's who has grown technically in in from a year uh, ago to now. Uh, you know, technically as a wrestler, uh, has improved leaps and bounds. And then you look at also just how much physically more imposing he is as well. You have uh, uh, almost insurmountable tag team champions. So we will see where that goes. If someone can can match power and power. With Venetius, it'll be the New Age uh, power trip. Uh, but let's see. You know, I think that will be something that will be uh, that'll be a good. It'll be a great match, and we'll see where Fonzie plays into that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. When you think back, the you never know when Jack Talos. You have seven foot Jack Talos. He's on the card. Oh, he great. has made uh, Venetius's life a living hell. Uh, he kicked Ariel uh, Levy in the face. He did a lot. He threw a, a Venetius into a bunch of kegs, uh, uh, and uh, he's just. I don't know what that guy's problem is. Uh, he's an amazing competitor. You know, uh, like I just said, he, we, we're on an, uh, CCW is on an expedition of uh, size. Uh, we want wrestlers that look like professional wrestlers. And uh, Jack Dallas is seven foot tall, uh, and that's unable to be taught from what I've heard. And uh, <laughs> um, he is he is the real deal, a real seven footer who, who is strong, strong as hell. And then... Um, He's probably uh, angry because he set his head on everything. He, you know, every door. Yeah, exactly. He really does. He really he has to go in every door uh, uh, in the locker rooms at uh, Bash of the Brew. His head is grazing the doors and stuff. And it's just having a physical specimen like that. And then, if you know, uh, uh, Venetius has just uh, just got off of a very physically imposing um, uh, feud with Beastman. Um, uh, tore uh, tendons in his uh, left wrist in that match uh, when he was recovering from a broken thumb. So uh, it just seems like all of these big, you know, 400 pounders want to come and knock the Brazilian giant off. So uh, he'll be there. Jack Talitz will be there. He'll be wrestling Johnny Nova. Johnny Nova, amazing competitor, amazing technical wrestler. I don't know how the luck of the draw that he gets uh, 
uh, Jack Talos uh, at the bash, but he's that's what he's got. So that's going to be <laughs> an interesting uh, uh, matchup uh, of, of a giant uh, with uh, amazing strength versus Johnny Novo with amazing speed and technical ability. Yeah, and you mentioned Beast Man. He's going to be there this as well. Yeah, and the return, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, Florida Man. Florida Man is a, a, a sensation. You know, um, I've known uh, Trevor for a while. He is a sensation. You know, I, I'm, I've, I love when a situation is like we have the guys who have been there for 14 months. Like I mentioned earlier, like uh, the J- uh, Jackal Stevens and, and Venetius, Ariel, Fonzie, Cha-Cha Charlie, um, Alex Ocean. And you have those guys that are uh, institutions when it comes to uh, CCW and Bash of the Brew. And then like three, four months ago, you had Florida Man who has just gotten over like sure. – like so quickly, which is great. You know, an amazing match against Davey Richards. The fans respond to him, but it's it's a tough task. You know, Beastman is a legitimate 470, 480 pounds. So that's just a very tough matchup. You have also Beastman who's made it known he wants to become the CCW Heavyweight Championship. Uh, if you watch his match with Vinicius uh, on the, uh, uh, I think Bruce Owens was a little bit distracted on the final uh, 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 pinfall. I think it was, he was such an amazing, like, explosive uh, uh, finish to that match. But, you know, Beastman's, I don't know if his shoulders were all the way down for the three seconds there. So he's upset. Obviously, Lou Spector is upset. And uh, uh, his his he anticipated running through Venetius and running through the entire CCW locker room and then uh, uh, going for the CCW Heavyweight Championship. Agony versus Beastman would be <laughs> an amazing match. And then, of course, Cha-Cha Charlie versus Beastman, I think uh, uh, Agony matches up much better with Beastman than a Cha-Cha Charlie would. But if if Beastman is able to uh, defeat Florida Man and if his wins uh, 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 continue, um, let's see. Let's see if he's able to insert himself in the title picture. You know? Yeah, a bash at bash 15, bash 16, bash 17. Uh, yeah, exactly. Set it up for Beastman Beast and Agony, bash 21, bash 24. <laughs> When is Triple H's uh, daughters ready? Put them in Bash Twenty Eight. <laughs> Bash Five Hundred. Not against Beastman though. Bash Five Hundred is going to be just two robots fighting. Ah, we're all <laughs> gonna be. It's, it's all going to be an NFT. Bash Five Hundred is going to be an NFT that you just download on your phone, and it's all yeah. going to be a video game being played by a five-year-old, and we're all. Gonna <laughs> and we're going to probably pay thousands for it with inflation. Go ahead. <laughs> well, we we need to talk. Uh, we can't not talk about Marina Tucker. She has a match on the show this week too. So the the women's division, um, you know, Kylan won the title a few months ago, and man, it's still not sitting well with Marina. I A hundred percent. I mean, it's all she talks about. Walks around the locker room upset, uh, looking for Kylan. Look, Kylan is a specimen, a uh, physical specimen, and I think that was. You know, everything that Marina had, and, and I think Marina walked going into their, their match, which is an amazing match. It's available on the YouTube full match right now, but also on one of the lives, um, 71 or something like that. So you, you have Marina, um, who was who was very confident in being able to uh, use her technical ability over um, Kylin, but Kylin was just too strong, too powerful. Uh, and then on, on the return, uh, you know, she, she attempted to uh, take a little bit of a shortcut. The referee saw and we got the disqualification. So... Uh, Marina is very obviously very, very, very frustrated. So she has um, set her sights on uh, JC Love. JC Love's making her second appearance here with us at um, uh, CCW, and it'll be her first time at Bash of the Brew. So it'll be interesting because I've seen some people come in and uh, uh, not respond uh, uh, to the amount of people there and maybe, you know, uh, not respond to the lights in a positive way, maybe a little bit of nervousness or anxiousness. So I'm excited to see how she takes to wrestling in such a crazy environment, you know? Sure. Well, you've mentioned the live wrestling a, a bunch of times at this point. We're at episode, I believe tonight is going to be episode 75. Every Tuesday, 7 p.m. on YouTube. Yes, tonight, uh, Kylan King uh, versus uh, Jamie Lynn Senegal uh, for the uh, CCW Women's uh, Championship. This is from Last Bash, and uh, uh, the match was awesome. And then before that was another match that was good. I can't remember. Go ahead. Well, no, Alive no. has become amazing. Alive wrestling, Alive wrestling has taken off. Like, uh, it's one of these crazy things. Like, I started so seventy-five weeks ago, and um, it's just really turned into something completely different. You know. 
Yeah, seven, 75 is uh, it's a big number. So I guess what can we expect, expect in the next 75 episodes? Okay. Well, uh, uh, you know, I haven't, I've, I kind of like, I've been like tip, tiptoeing around some like a, a, a official, official announcements like things. Uh, but, um, you know, the format of the show has changed. We're reformatting some of the shows. Um, in uh, uh, November of last year, um, very quietly, we were approached in regards to a development deal for a um, cable show for uh, CCW, a live wrestling 44 minute um, uh, cable show uh, that's primarily uh, for a Spanish audience, but we'll also would also have an English version. And um, that was a, a live was going to change and obviously was going to be completely different. So in the uh, process of of uh, uh, all of that, things have kind of changed again. We still uh, are working towards our development deal uh, for the cable version of CCW Live. But uh, in the process of working with our production company, they realize that there's a lot of amazing episodes and footage that are very much usable for television, which baffles me considering, you know, um, you know, I love it. I love the live wrestling, but uh, uh they felt that there's something special there in that like DIY feel to the show. Sure. Um, you know, I, I'll explain a little bit of, you know, it was, I believe, and, and I have to thank Bash at the Brew for this too, because we had a, a discussion with a uh, cable network in October or September of last year. And so, you know, they wanted to see uh, Bash at the Brew. Uh, they wanted to see, um, uh, just the vibe and the feel of it and as well in regards to a development uh, uh, of a show or to put our show on or whatever, just, just opening uh, 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 discussions on potentially a, a media deal for CCW. So it just so happened on that show, uh, we forgot uh, the uh, skirts and the pads to the ring for some reason, which has never happened in years. Like the truck got there, we started setting up and then uh, the sound system for some reason was not working uh, one of the uh, staff members who were no longer there dropped one of the speakers into the bay back there and broke them or whatever. Every bad, horrible thing that could happen happened. Uh, so we had to find a last second uh, uh, wired um, uh, microphone. Uh, and then we um, had to go on a little bit late. And I was probably more mad that day in professional wrestling than I've ever been in my life because you, you start thinking like, well, like, and I, I didn't go in. Like, I, I told a very handful of people that the uh, network, the, the cable company was going to be there for that show. So I thought maybe sabotage or something. But it was not. It was just really bad luck, you know. Um, and it just so happens um, on that same show, uh, there was a production company that, unbeknownst to me, uh, had already been kind of taking a look at us. Um, you know, the, 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 the vice president of the, of the production company, their son was watching CCW live um, and was watching it religiously and was asking him to come to a show. And he is not a wrestling fan. He worked uh, uh, previously at Nickelodeon. He's one of the producers for American Underdog, um, brand new to professional wrestling. So he, he produced, was producing American Underdog, I believe at the time um, or at the end of final shoots or whatever. So he came to that show. And coincidentally, I, I can't, I, I, it could, it's like a movie. It came out so perfectly. Um, the moment he told me that he decided he wanted to work with us is when um, Venetius picked up steps um, and he threw him on Miami Mike uh, at ringside. And it was one of the most uh, brutal looking uh, things. And when he saw that, he was baffled uh, and it made him a believer in what we were doing. And I have to thank them. I thank Miami Mike for taking a, a steel steps to the head. And then uh, things like Alex Ocean jumping off a 30-foot ladder, um, uh, Will Austin and, and Alex Ocean's uh, a hardcore match, and some other things that they that the production company saw, where they were just they were enthralled with us. Mind you, they'd never had spoken to me. I didn't know that they were in the audience. So the cable company that that came, we spoke to them a little bit. Um, they said everything was fine, but I have a feeling that this, the show wasn't what it needed to be in terms of like. A, uh, but but what we didn't know was uh, this production company had already back, was background checking us had called uh, had called the brewery had called other venues had had done that type of stuff doing due diligence all unbeknownst to us. So when they spoke to me, they knew that there was something there 
with the company. And I have to thank Bash of the Brew because when you go to a crowd like that and you feel what the crowd is doing, you know, there was something there. So we did enter that, uh, uh, we entered an agreement with the production company and then they were working on the uh, cable show. And then um, in, in the process of finding footage, they realized that as we're developing something new um, and finding, you know, things like money and, and uh, um, uh, resources for something new, that we had a back catalog uh, of live wrestling that with a little bit of tweaks and formatting that we can sell. So uh, now we're working on uh, syndication, media deals, international deals to push live wrestling out uh, to uh, different countries uh, and then different areas uh, uh, in the country. So just new eyeballs on what we're doing. And so it's interesting. It's taken a lot of time. It's taken a lot of effort. Um, the YouTube show will be there seven o'clock, um, you know, uh, potentially will things change on the YouTube, YouTube show? Yeah. What has actually changed the most is I went back to all the footage um, for the last about year and a half and anything that I have that is, that I have commentary that I have two uh, angles, I'm starting to post. If you go to the YouTube page, you'll see full matches from a year ago that are coming now in their entirety. And so I, I, we, we just changed a little bit of what our vision is to go out there and, 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 be able to make media deals um, uh, with a live wrestling. Uh, and it, it's put the development of a, a cable, um, a Spanish market cable show, premium channel show, um, uh, a little bit on the back burner, but it's still, you know, the deal, we're, we're still in, in uh, uh, development for that as well. So I really haven't announced a, a lot of that stuff. We've been just kind of working behind the scenes to do so. Uh, we started playing on Mega TV from uh, if you, uh, Palm Beach to Papado Beach on Mega TV, I think in January. I haven't, even, I haven't really announced it. Like I've had people literally just uh, send me uh, a camera phone video saying like, hey, dude, do you know that they're playing this show? <laughs> on this channel at like, you know, 1030 at night. I said, what are you talking about? So, uh, uh, but, but that being said, we're going to, um, we're going to have more information soon of some stuff that we're doing, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of reformatting, editing, really cool stuff. So yeah, that's where live wrestling is going. And it's crazy because it's exploded to the point where um, we are not, um, it's its own monster. You know what I mean? It's its own monster. Like CCW was started as something like a passion for professional wrestling. And now I actually see a lot of really positive business opportunities for us in multiple facets. So it's just been an extra cool thing that's arisen from this. Yeah. And just 75 episodes too. So I think if I'm not, if I do the math there, I think Alive must have started during the pandemic, right? Like when exactly. it first started. Yeah. Exactly. We couldn't run shows. We couldn't run shows. We couldn't have human beings around. Everyone was toying with stuff. Uh, and that's when I was like, you know what? We, we had, uh, and CCW is very different in uh, during, at the beginning of the pandemic. You know, the, the model was to run uh, four to five shows a year, mostly out of Coral Springs, uh, Florida, and to, you know, run a very nice big show, but four or five times a year. And the fact that, you know, we had, you know, a, a training space and um, uh, wrestlers and we decided with this paradigm shift or, you know, I, I saw a lot of things happening in regards to just the end of brick and mortar business, the end of potentially people ever coming to, excuse me, like, like, you know, sticking together in a big group. Uh, I saw that as potentially coming to an end. So, you know, what better than like, how are we going to be able to grow the brand during the time when we couldn't reach our, core audience alive. And that was, I saw it as an opportunity to grow the brand to different markets and people, because you really have a global uh, ability at, with YouTube, you know? So you started, we started the YouTube channel then, um, and then we started to tweak some things. And then we did a, 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 a we did a practice taping uh, that looked terrible. So I went and I got a hotel ballroom and we had some people there and you watch those first episodes and that's some really like gorilla, like uh, uh, crazy stuff. But uh, you, you, we did bring in a guy like Lanny Poffo, uh, originally Davy Boy uh, uh, Smith Jr., but we were blocked uh, from using him uh, because it was going to be broadcast and whatnot. So we, we said, let's get ourselves out there. And then that was the catalyst. What I feel like has made, like, obviously Bash of the Brew has been the big catalyst, but the difference is, is 
Like I'll talk to fans after a show, whether it's in Port St. Lucie or Nashville now, which I'm, I'll announce uh, later that it looks like we're going to be here monthly uh, in uh, Nashville at Redcon One. Um, at the end of the uh, um, uh, shows and what whatnot, fans would come and they would talk about storylines and watching matches and 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 were way more involved in the characters of our show. And it was because they had something that they can go home and they can follow, and something that is that is that feels like uh, something completely different than the WWE right now or all wrestling or MLW, like uh, there is a, a little bit of a DIY underground feel, you know, that, that was something that I didn't know we were, I didn't know that we were trying to do, but now that I, you know, when I speak to, you know, television people, like, you know, of course I pretend like, yeah, of course, that's what we were trying to do. This was my plan all along, but we definitely have like something, there's something, there's a, a, a certain genesis quo when you watch that show that feels very different and it's not in a negative way. Well, the it's, some people you know, I always say about it is like it's like the the grit of it, right? The right. makes that's like almost like what you when you if you didn't know anything about wrestling, you kind of would envision that like grittiness to it. And if you turn on AEW or WWE, you don't get that really. It's so so refined. If you turn yeah, and I don't on, want that. I don't want that to change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't want that to change. That's the thing too. Is like um, uh, now we have uh, uh, you know we had a, a film crew for. Um, uh, Gangrel and Jacob Fatu in Pompano Beach uh, uh, last couple weeks ago. And then uh, we have uh, the uh, Me uh, Mega TV filming crew that is available to us to do Bash at the Brew. But I said, guys, like, as soon as we, as soon as we cross, there's a certain level that if we cross and we lose our core feel, you know, we of course do. Do, do I want the sound to be better on a live wrestling? Yes, I need the sound to be better. On a live right. But when it comes to, you know, th that was the thing too. I, I, I proceeded to give footage of uh, 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 upcoming live wrestling to the uh, editors for the production company. And then uh, when, when I got the edits back, I, I was like, no, you, no, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> but like, I, I said, let's sit in a room together. And then I realized like, I, sh I need to be the one doing the edits because like, uh, uh, you know, cooking shows, children's shows, uh, a lot of Christian media, uh, uh, and, and feature films are edited very much differently than uh, professional wrestling. And we are, I didn't realize this, but like out of, out of a strange way, we have edited our show just a little bit differently. You know, there's no shaky cam, uh, uh, the right. movement between matches and stuff like that. So, so it's one of those things that um, we hope to not lose the feel. Like, you know, like I'm not going to be able to edit every episode of live wrestling. I'm not able to, not anymore. Uh, uh, I'm not going to be able to produce um, you know, directly with every single person on every single segment or whatever. But uh, as long as we have some core principles and stuff like that, that we can expand upon, we don't lose who we are. Then I think we have something super special, you know, or, or whatever change is good too, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so the poster behind you, you see Gangrel there. You've talked about, um, you know, the Gangrel versus Jacob Fatu match that's coming up uh, or that happened. And now it's it happened. It was awesome. Yes. And Gangrel, Gangrel got his uh, uh, head busted open from that big uh, Samoan melon on the uh, uh, Samoan werewolf. Uh, and uh, 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 Fatu attacked uh, uh, former WCW referee uh, Randy Eller. And so that match was un unfortunately thrown out. Gangrel wanted a restart. Uh, but instead of a restart, we'll do no disqualification on April 22nd uh, in Port St. Lucie. That match is going to be amazing. If you saw the first one, and you will see the first one, I think it'll be on a live in three weeks, uh, two weeks before that match. Uh, um, you will you will want to come see the second one. They had a great match. Gangrel can, Gangrel can still go. Uh, you know, he had some injuries earlier in the year that he was a little bit worried about, but he's got it. He's got it back. Yeah, so let's let's – talk about, I think you mentioned Nashville, you mentioned Port St. Lucie just now. We talked extensively about Bash at the Brew. Yes. We also got a uh, breakout in Pompano Beach Homestead. So uh, you, all, you said a few minutes ago, CCW was a four show a year promotion. Now you're a four or five show a month promotion and you've Correct. got homes burnt into Port St. Lucie, Homestead, Nashville, Pompano Beach, and Miami or Hialeah. So, yes. So is that, I mean, is that the, is that the schedule that we can expect going forward? Is it in flux? Or yes, no. And, and actually, well, I've, I've kind of, we had, a, we have a monthly venue in West Palm beach that I've put on hold 
Uh, every first Saturday of the month, we'll be in Hialeah. Every second Saturday of the month, we'll be at a Miami Brewing Company in Homestead, which is an amazing show for us. That venue is amazing. I mean, not just for television purpose, purposes, but like when you look at the backdrop of the Miami Brewing Company and what we're doing there and the, and the fans in Homestead, you know, fans like they haven't seen professional wrestling. People are coming up saying they remember watching Kevin Sullivan and and, and that was their the last time like meaningful professional wrestling was happening in, in that area. So uh, they're a very rabid wrestling fans. Uh, so we're going to be there every second Saturday and that venue is amazing. And, and the owners there is very much like unbranded. They want us to uh, succeed, you know, cause they, they succeed too. So every second Saturday of the month, we'll be at the uh, Miami Brewing Company in Homestead. Okay. Every two months, we're still going to be at the mid Florida uh, uh, event center in Port St. Lucie. The next event after the 22nd will be June 11th, which is, which I like that schedule because we have a bigger crowd, a bigger area, bigger arena there. So to run monthly, you know, even though uh, we're, we are talking about running Fort Pierce on those off months. Um, and then it looks like we're going to stick with the last Saturday of every month, Nashville, Tennessee, Redcon one, an amazing facility. Um, I mean, it's like we have our own uh, 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 AEW dark arena. It's really the same size. Like I'm going to pipe and drape the place, uh, but we're also going to see really cool stuff like guys like Brian Cage who are Redcon one athletes um, and different people that are going to, um, I think, anchor what we're doing here in Nashville. You know, Nashville, what I've loved what we've done is, is we have created a rabid, audience but we had we weren't running as consistently as we could have been you know as soon as we put up uh, uh tickets for nashville the pre-sales are incredible and it's the same people that's the thing about bash of the brew that's the thing about like the last territory was business like my business model the what i had in my head was not what is occurring so in my head i thought we we're going to be consistent we're going to be a, a every month we're going to be every week but we're going to find new fans uh, uh in florida you have a lot of uh transient transient um sure. uh, uh what are they called people who come and spend money tourists so we thought hey maybe we're going to grab tourists maybe we're going to grab a new person every show and we're going to draw a different four or five hundred people every month i look out in that audience and i see the same people i see the same people from bash one i see the same people at port st lucy and then those people watch a live wrestling and what's happened in nashville now is when i walk in uh, uh when i we open the doors i see the same people there's a, a a film director who's been at every nashville show he just got uh, ariel levy uh, uh, a role uh, in one of his independent films. And I was like, what he said, I, he wanted wrestling here in a consistent way and exactly what, what, what we're doing. He wanted to be able to know what's going on, but he doesn't want to watch the WWE. He doesn't want to watch sure. all the wrestling and he wants that, the, the, that feel that we have, but he also wants to walk in and know that uh, Jackal Stevens is here. Chase Stevens. Jack, yeah. Jackal Stevens. Chase Stevens is older brother. Now that I'm saying, 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 saying all that. Uh, 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 Chase Stevens and the guys who are our Nashville guys, they want those guys. Uh, so we're building the territory and we're building it with the same people. The same people are going to buy tickets for Bash. I have Bash uh, 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 four months from now, uh, people buying tickets and they've bought them for all four of them. So it's one of those things where I didn't realize that was going to happen. But yeah, so so uh, Nashville, um, you know, I've held a little bit on, on West Palm Beach and then we have Ocala. We have uh, we're working with a, a wonderful uh, lawyer, um, Meldon Law, uh, uh, Chris over at Meldon, Meldon Law, great guy. Uh, so uh, we have them as our full show sponsor in Ocala that helps us take care of a lot of the expenses and and whatnot. And uh, uh, and then they want to run in Gainesville on the off month. So it's one of those things where it's like more shows are available. Um, March March twelfth will be a very big stress test for us. We have Homestead uh, in uh, uh, oh, yeah. South. Uh, south, uh, uh, you know, in in the South, south Florida, in south, south Florida, and then we have yeah. Nashville on the same day. But also, we are going to do on the 11th and 12th for charity. Uh, we're doing a, our town uh, fair, so we're really going to be running that March 12th. Three shows: two in South Florida, one in Nashville. One is a charity show. Um, uh, so if you're if you're in the Coral Springs area on the 11th and the 12th, eight o'clock, please go to the Our Town Fair. Uh, and uh, uh, no, you don't pay for a ticket. Just go watch, you know, uh, our shows there. But um, that's going to be three shows happening at once. That's a big stress test for us because if if the growth continues and we can have big audiences, uh, profitable shows, then the last territory means just that. I mean, we can run two towns in a night. It's not a problem. So, so is that what I'm looking to do tomorrow? Like uh, I have a two year old uh, daughter and I have a, a granite company that is 
incredibly busy. Uh, Helios Granite is incredibly busy now. Uh, so it's one of those things where, um, you know, can I do that? But, it, you know, uh, uh, the train sometimes I feel like is already off the rails. Like there's no stopping now. Like uh, uh, when when someone needs me to edit something, uh, when somebody needs me to speak to them about a venue uh, and, and uh, you know, advertising and everything like that, like we're a speeding freight train. So there's nothing I'm going to be able to do to stop it. But it's just if I keep putting uh, – do they use coal still in the uh, trains? Uh, I don't know. But they the coal and <laughs> electricity. I don't know what the trains go by. So, yeah, so so that's where we see us going. The Last Territory, CCW Live, uh, New Media, more shows. Um, and then if you're in those areas, I give us a shot. Give us a shot, you know. I want non-wrestling fans. I know everyone watching this for sure is a wrestling fan. If you're watching Minister Bell Time, you're a wrestling fan. And you're sure. a rabbit fan. So watch the show, watch live wrestling, and, and, and if you're we're in your area, yeah. but I'm I'm really focused now to try to get uh, people who don't like professional wrestling. Like you don't like wrestling, try Bash at the Brew. Sure. If you don't like wrestling, go there. You know why? Because it's insane. Because it feels like a rock concert. Because the the crowd like uh, there's like a hypnotic uh, effect to that crowd where you will love to cheer, you will love to boo. You have luchado, you have tacos, you have beer, and there are times when I'll be wrestling a match and I look to my left and you'll have our, you'll have like seven, six rows of people that are locked in. And then behind them, you just have beautiful women, good looking guys, drinking, eating barbecue and partying. And that's fine too. I'm happy yeah. with it as well. So if you want to have a, be at like just an awesome party where everyone like seems like they know each other and it's then you can go to bash of the brew and i will try to recreate that at redcon one i'll try to recreate that at uh, uh we are recreating that in homestead and that's the feel that i want like if you hate wrestling uh if you're a tourist if you're in town that's the place where you want to be because not everyone is a wrestling fan what you're describing is essentially you know wrestling ends up is, is part of the it's the live entertainment at your party right because you've got all the elements yes. of of, of a party or a get together or a community event uh and you're drinking you're you know drinking good beer and you're having the barbecue and you're amongst people that are just having a good time and oh by the way there's some awesome wrestling going on that you exactly. might throw up. <laughs> so, exactly. lance king just joined the uh stream here and he's he was asking what areas you're heading to so uh we could just shout him out again miami homestead port st lucie nashville ocala is coming up Palm Beach in the future. Get back on the schedules. Uh, yes. Yeah, I think that's. that's and then look, I have like uh, 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 people in Philadelphia that are pushing me uh, to run there. I don't know if, if I want to go to the East Coast because those wrestling fans are, you know. But I could just imagine Fonzie Fonzie walking anywhere in Philly, right? Is probably he's legendary. So you know, but but as of right now, I'm focused on being the last territory, being the Florida territory. Nashville became a, a, a monster on itself. So, you know, we're going to have the Nashville territory. Honestly, I would love to run um, uh, in and around uh, uh, the uh, uh, Nash, middle Tennessee area, maybe West Tennessee, maybe Northern Alabama. I have to look and see, but I'm not nothing, nothing on the horizon. Like uh, until, uh, you know, television is set, media rights are set, you know, uh, sponsorships, we're, our sponsorships are flying in. Uh, uh, where in the past, like, um, you know, it was like, it wasn't the same way that it is now. So, you know, we want to make sure that all those ducks are in a row as we grow. I, I, I believe in incremental growth because, uh, I expanded my, uh, granite business way too fast and I had to, and I went nuts and I had to make adjustments and I had to do these type of things and I don't want to make the same mistake with, uh, CCW. So we've talked about the live event and we talked about sort of the television end. There's also the training arm that we briefly talked touched on, but you know you have the, the training facility that the anniversary show will be run out of. You're also doing training in Port St. Lucie, Nashville as well, I think, right? So you've got well, yeah, Nashville is an open gym, open gym concept. Uh, you know, we had guys like uh, Eric Young was rehabilitating his um, injuries here and stuff, and it's 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 on our slate in the future. You know, we had talked to Redcon one. We also had some uh, pending deals with some larger companies to kind of work together on a, a train facility in Nashville. But it was one of those things where uh, we have an explosion of the amount of students and I have to thank uh, David Heath Gangrel, an explosion in the amount of students that we have in South Florida. And like, um, 
it is you walk in there on any given day and you can have, you know, now we had three rings set up yesterday. So you have, you know, 28, 30 people, you know, we're organizing ourselves so that people have a specific training time because there's so many new students. The influx is insane. And like I said, I give all the credit to Gangrel David Heath. Uh, on, on, on helping us get to that uh, spot. But Port St. Lucie, Port St. Lucie was an amazing uh, uh, opportunity because we had already a base of guys that would drive an hour and 20 minutes to training twice a week, you know. So we were uh, uh, able to work with a, um, a facility there. Uh, and now that's that's growing too. You know, the, the thing about running a professional wrestling school is, um, is just – you don't want your students to get lost in the shuffle. Sure. You know, if you, we have so many things going on, you know, it helps for them to be able to see, uh, uh, you know, work with a Jackal Stevens or a Kylin. Kylin does so much with the, the women there. And then they go and they'll see Kylin on all elite wrestling. Um, and obviously you have Gangrel who's, who's in the ring. Like sometimes I, I beg him not to go and work a practice match with three students because, you know, I, I think he should pick his spots. You know, he doesn't need to, uh, 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 he doesn't need to hurt himself wrestling a six month, uh, you know, leave that to uh, our assistant trainer, uh, Trevor Reed, uh, Florida man, you know, leave that to Florida man, let Florida man work a, a, a six month uh, student, you know, in the ring. But Dave wants to feel everyone wants to feel their, um, um, their uh, headlocks wants to feel their lockups and stuff like that. But that being said, uh, it's just about organization. We're trying to organize, organize ourselves because it's every week, it's a new uh, two, three students and it's, it's crazy, but it also shows that um, the training works, you know, when you see Meadow, uh, who is our top, who is the top prospect <clears throat> in professional wrestling. Uh, it's the, the idea of uh, how long are we going to be able to use Meadow and CCW before he's clearly given a contract in a larger company. They're already like a, he, he, he's worked a handful of matches and he's already had interest in other, in major companies asking about him just because how he looks. So you look at a guy like Gangrel who trained uh, Meadow from scratch, uh, Lakai from scratch. And you look at the, the successful people like Jack Stevens, like Agony, um, you know, Alex Ocean, you look at the people who are coming out of that school, um, and even Ariel, Ariel, like, uh, uh, was obviously has been wrestling for seven years or six, eight years. So it's not like he was trained at CCW, but um, he's gotten a lot better. Uh, uh, and he's there training um, every day, you know. Uh, so it's one of oh, Chris Farrell, you know. So you have great students coming out of there. It just does make it a little bit harder for me sometimes with so many students to find, like, to get literal time to sit with them and see where they're headed and some of that. But that being said, it's a good problem to have, you know, and it makes people work harder. If you know that there's uh, 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 10 new students, they all better be there every day. They better be busting their ass. They better be using their time one-on-one uh, -on -one with uh, Dave or, or, or anything like that. And then of course, Randy, Randy Rhodes, former WWE guy uh, uh, training up in Port St. Lucie as well. And um, he has, he has the, um, he has uh, the ability to work a little bit closer one-on-one -on -one because there's not as many people in Port St. Lucie, but that's changing too. So it's, it's just exploding. So if you want to become a professional wrestler, fly down to uh, uh, South Florida, uh, let Gangrel uh, make you a, a great wrestler. And if you want to get, like if, if you already were trained a little bit, you want to um, uh, sharpen your skills and uh, uh, you let us know. We have a little, like a special uh, uh, package for guys who have already uh, trained that are just trying to sharpen themselves up. And here's the positive part of that. You get to work breakouts which we do more once a month, sometimes two, uh, two times a month, you get to work in our shows and you're going to get better working in front of crowds. You know, that was really one of the, before a lot of things happened, that was one of the things, the, the, um, and I've had discussions with bigger companies to, to be that company where if somebody needs more seasoning, you know, and let's say you don't have a performance center, if, you know, you, you can't work NXT next up or whatever, um, if you need someone who needs to work shows every weekend, we're the place to do it. You, sure. will, you will work in front of audiences, you know. Um, you know, obviously, I, we didn't train uh, Jake Tucker. Uh, uh, Tom Pritchard did. But, I mean, he, he's uh, uh, he's next up. Uh, yeah. uh, and then you have Bianca Corelli, who spent a very short time with us. Obviously, she was trained by her father and whatever. But I hope, and they, they've told me that this is the truth, is that working our shows and doing those type of things got them ready get them better for the next level. So if you're in that middle area where you want to just get better, we're the place to be as well. If you want to start, we're the place to be. And if you're like, uh, uh, we have Eddie Valentine who was retired uh, up in uh, Philly and he came down and he worked a 
wonderful match. And I was like, why are you retired? You know, and he's out, oh, maybe I'll work, you know? So if, if from across the whole um, spectrum of what we have going on, you know, CCW training facility is the place to be. So talk to the 16 year old kid who's like, you know, I'm going to be a pro wrestler. What things should they be doing right now to get ready to, uh, to come see you? Get your, get your, get your body, get your neck, get yourself ready. Try to get your cardio where it's at. I, I have a lot of people who call me and they say like, I want to be ready in six months or whatever. And I just tell them, just come in now. We look, if you're, if you're uh, squatting and if you're uh, doing pushups and you have to drop out and, or if you're doing cardio and you go outside and you throw up, it's, it's okay. We've all done that. I still, I, I still do that. Um, we've all done it. So don't tell yourself when I'm ready. It's like having children. When you, if you keep saying like, when I'm ready, you'll never be ready. It will always be the next thing. So to that 16 year old, I mean, I would say, wait till you're 18, please. Like we do have some 16 year olds, but it's like, it's so like better 18 or better when you're 18 years old, start now. And if you're, if you're not in South Florida or whatever, you find a, a, a reputable school where someone has, has done something or someone, you know, whose name you've heard of before, like, uh, uh, you know, and, and look into the school, but just start, just start. And also like, I know, and this is not every school, but some schools you'll walk in and they'll be like, give me $4,000 tomorrow and whatever. I mean, you, if you don't have the money right away, go to the school, talk to them, tell them and see if that something can be worked out, but start tomorrow and, and immerse yourself, you know, immerse yourself, take six months of your life and focus on becoming the best professional wrestler that you can. Because after six months, seven months, eight months, then it's a little bit more of a maintenance. But for those six months, those eight months before you work your first match, really immerse yourself. Watch everything. Watch the NWA in 1986 to 89. Watch the new generation uh, era of the WWF. Watch uh, middle mid WCW. You know what I'm saying? Watch a guy. We have the network. Pull up a guy's name or, or write an Excel spreadsheet. This is what I used to do. Write an Excel spreadsheet of all of Bam Bam Bigelow's matches. You can take a look at a uh, cage match, right? And then you find a link to each match and you watch them and you watch the guy that you, you, you know, did this with Bret Hart as well. And you train every day. And then in eight months after you've really immersed yourself, then you can take a step back. Maybe, you, maybe you're almost ready to work matches or whatever. You still want to train every day, but immerse yourself, kid, you know, like if you love it. You know, and then it's maintenance. It's just like life, you know, like uh, uh, when you start a new job, focus on the job for six months, seven months. If you, if you, you know, and then once you're a little, then you can go back to, you know, playing Fortnite and getting stoned or whatever kids do these days. Yeah. Weed's legal. So, but you know, like, but, but for the six months, don't play Fortnite, you know, you know, like, like don't get stoned, you know, like uh, 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 for those six, seven, eight months, like do, do, you know, immerse yourself. That, that's what I tell everybody. But I'm, I'm not perfect, you know. I, I'm, I'm never gonna wrestle for the WWE. I'm never gonna wrestle for AEW. Listen to, uh, uh, or, I mean, I'm never gonna wrestle for a contract on all the wrestling. <laughs> uh, 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 so, but listen to those that have, you know, and I'm sure a lot of them will tell you similar. All right. Well, sir, I think we've covered on on a lot of stuff today. Um, no, and, and Ryan, I want to thank you. I want everybody to who is listening to this. To go and you buy uh, Ministry Bell Time merch. I want you to. Uh, this guy works harder than all the other shows. Like you know, you go to these shows and and the pr the presentation on like uh, other shows and just the the you are a real journalist. You are actually like you know I I you know I know we've, we've had conversations and you really care about the journalistic uh, aspect of professional wrestling. So you do the work and that that's something that um, definitely. Um, that definitely resonates with me because I feel like, you know, that's, that's the difference. You know, what we, what we try to do is we try to do the work. We try to go out there and have five shows. You know, we don't want to, I don't want to just sit, sit around and talk about being something in professional wrestling. You're actually, a, you're a wrestling journalist. You're out there doing it. So I want to give you uh, utmost respect on that. And uh, I'll be around as often as you, as you uh, need me. And uh, all of my wrestlers uh, will be here. I spoke to Gangrel this morning. I said, you got to get on uh, uh, Minutes of Bell Time as well. So if you get maybe a little sit down with uh, 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 the vampire, he's a, he's a, uh, he's, he's a tough interview sometimes, but, uh, 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 but he's great. Obviously he's, he's amazing. All right. Well, with that said, I'm going to, I'm going to thank a few people and, and do a couple promos here quick and, uh, 
and we'll be right back here. So join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the primetime rundown. Their show kicks off at 7 p.m., and they will take you through the world of sports. The Essential Wrestling Podcast is hosted by Al Carl every Tuesday at 5 p.m. It goes on, and they make their picks for the week's matches. I'm often featured on that show, uh, and I will be tonight. So tune in to the Essential Wrestling Podcast. You can watch that pretty much wherever you're watching this. Uh, and Pro Wrestling Pick'em, it is a place where you can uh, join a league and do a uh, basically uh, pick each show Score points, play against your friends, play against the universe. It's a lot of fun. You can join a public pool or create your own. So that's a lot of fun. I'm currently winning the Essential Wrestling Podcast pool by about 20 points. <laughs> <laughs> so you do the work. He does the work. He wins. You do the work. You, you study the numbers and you do the work. So there you go. All right, sir. Anything else before we get out of here today? Uh, like we said, we've talked about CCW as a promotion, as a live event promotion, as a TV promotion, as a training facility uh, in Miami, going from as far south as Homestead up to uh, Port St. Lucie, Ocala, and then Nashville. So yeah, you're, yeah. So you're everywhere. Well, the, the, the last thing I just want to say is uh, we have a lot of eyeballs. We have a lot of eyeballs on us, and. Um, uh, we have a lot of really positive stuff, but I always have to thank all of the guys that got us, got us here, particularly the last couple of years, even guys that are not with us anymore. But like, uh, you know, if it wasn't for uh, Cha-Cha Charlie, Agony, uh, Jackal Stevens, now I'm going to miss somebody, Alan S2S, uh, Martinez, uh, obviously Ariel, uh, Bill Alfonso, uh, Gangrel, Florida Man. Those are the guys that, um, that you know that, there's like a loyalty, there's a trust and, and um, they really are continuing to help us grow. So without those guys, I'm nothing. Dan Ackerman, who founded CCW 18 years ago, um, who's like, you can trust that guy with anything. You know, you can give that, you can, if you need to stash like 10 grand in a closet, <laughs> he's the guy. Cause you're going to get back. You're not going to get back $9,700. Like I, I'll probably give you back, but, but Dan will give you the full 10 you know, um, he'll give you that full 10 and I, I'll, I'll say like uh, what he's done. And then uh, a gentleman, Martin, Martin Camacho uh, and Jesus, who's a station owner uh, for, for Mega in Porto Lucy. These guys are where we're like the guys that will take us to that next level. And even if more people are going to be coming on board and they will, you know, uh, those are the guys that I, I, you know, really my heart really, you know, uh, uh, pushes for those guys. And obviously Marina Tucker, um, uh, Kyle Lynn, I just said all guys for some reason, but uh, um, you know, uh, there's a guy by the name of uh, Tom, Tom Holmes, and he does the CCW magazine. Mm -hmm. And uh, he writes a lot of the, if you look at the IMDB page, if you look at the YouTube page, a lot of the description stuff. And, and he runs a staff. Like now he has like five people who are writing stories about us and for us and stuff like that. And he didn't have to do that. He just loves us and what we're doing, you know. So uh, Tom Holmes, Tyler Peters, um, who's a uh, does the play-by-play -play for us in Nashville, the mouth of the South, uh, who just loves, loves, loves CCW. Um, and so, like those guys, man. Like as we grow and and whatever, uh, Blake Chadwick, the voice of CCW, really. But like uh, uh, as we grow, you know, those are the guys that are going to be there. They will be there. Uh, you know, um, we had a guy from New Japan, I, I want to say who, reach out and ask, how can I get on uh, Bash of the Brew? Like when they, he saw a picture that uh, 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 you know, somebody posted, he's how can I get on Bash of the Brew? And one of my thoughts was like, man, how do I get, how do I get him in a match? And I don't have to, I still have to, I don't want to drop Jackal's match because Jackal's <laughs> over at the Brew. So then I'm saying like, okay, so this guy is going to fly himself in. You know what I mean? He works regularly for New Japan. He's going to work for almost nothing, but I'm not going to give that spot, you know, uh, right. uh, not this month. So it's one of those weird things, you know, and then Lou Spector, Lou Spector gets so much heat. He gets more heat than anyone in wrestling. You know, he, he speaks his mind. Everybody hates him. Um, uh, it's, and that's real heat. He, he's, <laughs> he has heat. Uh, he has heat as a manager because that heat is real. Like that's <laughs> is. if he says something on screen, that's Lou off screen. And so, uh, but he does so much, you know, like uh, 
it's about do the work, you know, and as much as I work on the digital end and, and I work on the marketing end, you know, Lou, Lou goes to a comic book shop and he'll get us a sponsor or, or he'll uh, go to a building or, or he'll drive a truck 14 hours. So those are the guys that made CCW and those are the guys that are going to continue to be CCW. Uh, and no matter what we do, like if, you know, the, if the cards look different, those guys are always going to have, uh, uh, they're going to be on the forefront of what we're doing. And they're the ones that got us here. You know, uh, I'm sure I missed people. I'm so sorry if I didn't say your name. My it's a lot, of, a lot of respect though, for that concept of they were there when you were first started and they're going to be there when you're on top. hundred percent. So with that said, there is nobody he forgot because he made a blanket statement. So <laughs> you're not forgotten. But uh, for Fernelio, I'm Ryan. This has been the Daily Wrestling News Show. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, if you tuned in at the end, it'll be available, the full episode, for you to watch from start to finish in about two seconds after I hit end broadcast. So watch Wonderful. Start. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you next time.